1: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Doing the Favor podcast. I'm your host, Eric Brown. You can follow me on Twitter at ericbrown740, but of course, always follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok by searching at doing the Favor. With me, as always, he's the sexual, intellectual, double the husky throb, leader of the Husky Army, and the Portsmouth Trojan himself, my man, Barry Frost. Barry, how you doing, homie? Doing well, brother. Excited. And we have a special guest tonight, uh, my personal close friend, my local brother here in Columbus, uh, Barry. If this is a wrestling show, he'd be what what you call a body guy. Absolutely, the body Good. Donna himself, the personal trainer j Fit, J T Gleason. J T, how you doing, buddy? Good, brother. Ready to get this going. I'm excited. Excited to have you on. Um. JT, me me and JT went to the spring game, the Ohio State spring game. Barry loves the Ohio State Buckeyes. Absolutely sickening. (laughs) And then we went to the draft last week. I was there for day one. JT was there for day one and most of day two. So we have a lot to talk about. Uh, The Aaron Rodgers drama. Uh, We're going to talk some sports cards. We're going to talk a first ballot Hall of Famer being designated for assignment. And also the greatest living player in Major League Baseball today Celebrating his ninetieth birthday. So we we'll are get to that a little bit later too. But first, we're gonna start with a request from at son of Sam I am to one Barry Frost. Uh, he uh, Barry went into it a little bit last week that he has a little running with OJ Mayo down in southern Ohio. OJ Mayo played high school basketball at Huntington Prep with Patrick Patterson and Barry. The floor is yours. Uh, well, he actually
2: started out in Ashland, Kentucky uh, at Rose Hill Christian Academy as a seventh grader. Where we talked about Tim Couch playing for fucking mm-hmm. six years, et cetera. Um, he he his deal down there. Uh, they played a team from Portsmouth, Notre uh, Notre Dame Catholic School. Uh, I was in the classroom actually. I was talking to I had already graduated, but I was talking to a teacher.
1: Um, whoa, 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 timeout! So you're yep. just hanging out at the high school, talking to teachers during school hours?
2: No, I was actually there picking something up, talking basketball with the coach.
1: <laughs> You need to specify what you're picking up. I wasn't
2: picking up what you're thinking. But, um, no, I was there, the AD from, because the game had sold out Notre Dame. And Mm -hmm. he couldn't figure out why. This is around the time LeBron is, you know, he's out there doing his thing. O.J. Mayo was supposed to be next.
1: The the high school Phenom thing was really taking off.
2: yeah, Yeah, and he was the fucking hype. Like, it was unreal um so notre dame's coach says hey i'm gonna schedule little rose hill christian academy i want us to get a win on senior night we're not that good and Portsmouth, you know ad says you might lose by 100 they got an oj mayo some other kids there um the game takes place february 14th of like 02 um they literally are doing a fucking dunk off in warmups, like who can do you know three sixties between the legs, all this shit. Notre Dame's kids are watching and fucking
1: like jaws are dropping. I can imagine. Shaking yeah. them the sneakers. Eight little white Catholic kids from Portsmouth, Ohio, whose parents did not want them going to the public school for well, good reason. no reason. Had no idea. <laughs> had no clue. So there's
2: a there's a kid on the team named Marcus Dawson on with Mayo, who he played at Middle Tennessee State um uh, like a fucking monster holds a kentucky like high school record for stills in a game like 16 stills something crazy um so anyway i i just remember this happening kid has a fast break he ball fakes mayo goes up and misses the block kid doesn't see dawson behind him and dawson throws it 10 fucking rows in the stands Kid drops to his knees and fucking legit cries <laughs> in front of his. He's embarrassed.
0: Was he a senior?
2: <laughs> he was. Drop down, cried. Oh man, um,
3: it's a senior night to forget.
2: Mayo goes on to play in Cincinnati. This is where he picks up Bill Walker, mm-hmm. and I don't mm-hmm. know if he has Patrick Patterson at this time. Uh. I don't know much about what happened there. They won two state titles though. They had three, NBA, they
1: had three NBA players on their team.
2: Right. Well, then they go to uh, West Virginia for his last, has his last year, I think. And he ends up, um, I can't think of the kid's name, but he has this game on tape where Bill Walker, uh, this kid's fouling him the whole game, but he tries to fight him. They led the nation in technical fouls. And the coach sets him down. They put him in first play. He gets a steal fucking Tomahawk dunks. It breaks the rim and he, you can read his lips. Dude's film. He says it's fucking over.
1: I remember. <laughs> that.
2: And like literally like drugged the kid. They couldn't stop him. It was insane. Um, but yeah, Mayo, uh, his brother was selling his gear. Like <laughs> his brother went to South point high school. Um, uh, all white kids, no racism there. Uh, they played a shit cupcake ass schedule so he was decent. Um, his brother was selling off his Nike and Reebok gear while he was at USC so that's why he was getting paid and USC got in trouble. Um, I hope Mayo doesn't like hear this though. We'll have to fucking put JT on him. <laughs> but yeah that, I mean that's a why wi- I mean just wild shit like that. I mean I know he like had some a guy's girlfriend and at that time we didn't have camera phones but he called the dude and said I got your bitch I mean that's shit like that. Superstar the shit.
1: What? The the yeah. main thing I remember from that game <laughs> being in Portsmouth was trying to find tickets. Yeah and then being found out that people were actually selling fake tickets in the most Portsmouth <laughs> The most Porsche tournament events in the history of time. <laughs> That's
2: right. I was I was there though, and it like I said, it was fucking insane. But I was uh, I was more impressed with the Dawson uh, Marcus Dawson kid than I was OJ at that time.
1: Because OJ Mayo was out there just dicking around.
2: OJ Mayo was in seventh grade. <laughs> the Dawson the Dawson kid was in like nine I think he was a ninth grader, but he's six five and
1: uh that's a big that's a big two year development i can't imagine me at 7th grade not knowing where i was trying to like literally just like on my junior high basketball team just trying to get a little just trying to get minutes you yeah and, i mean I was and i looked, out there man. starting varsity in 7th grade and i looked
2: this kid up just to see you know what happened and of course you know he did some prison time drugs got a hold of him it happens but i mean uh at like i said that was for us like lebron coming up in ohio OJ Mayo coming up around there. I mean, we got to see I mean Buck LeBron's probably one of the top thirty-five best players of all time. Would mm-hmm. you agree, JT? So I mean we got to see that. We got to see that. <laughs> Eric, you know that's it's,
3: true. It's a
1: it's a constant it's a constant Jordan troll from him. No. I mean that's
3: he's not wrong. He said top thirty five, but Right. You know, we can narrow it a lot. Right. We can we, narrow it a whole lot.
1: No. Trust me, we've had this conversation, this argument. <laughs> I over, can, yeah. Over, I was over, gonna
2: say I can over. see I'm gonna be fucking battling uphill tonight, guys. So just bear
1: with me. So normally this is the time in the podcast where I would talk about my softball exploits from the previous night. Um, unfortunately this week we were canceled, boycotted. It. I think it's kind of hilarious that they canceled the week I boycotted. They said the field was wet from the previous day's rain. Yeah. Well I got
3: canceled too. I play Wednesdays in Westerville.
0: Don't, don't
1: take away from my don't take away from my story here, JT. Right. You're gonna have to calm <laughs> down JT. I'm not there. Ticket sales were down. They they postponed it. I'm sure I'll be getting a phone call tomorrow. I'm sure it'll all be worked out. But Yeah, and they'll play next week, I bet. They'll play next gonna week. Come back.
3: Back. Now dude, well, I but, dude, I was who's... hoping you were I was hoping you were still
1: on. I was gonna buy a ticket.
2: <laughs> now, did you did you say that Doug is is listening to the show?
1: Doug is a listener, and I'm not saying it's just to butter him up because he has been listening. Doug, in his age 42 season, is having a phenomenal year. He's hitting out of a three hole. He's playing left field, spraying singles. Doesn't try to do too much to the ball. Station to station, the bases. You can always count on what you get for Doug. Yeah, he's had a he's had a good, he's had a good year. I mean, not, defer not, defer Doug. He defers he's, a lot of fly balls. He, well, he's, Doug's the reason I ran to the fence a couple years ago. We're not going to talk about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I heard that story. Yeah, it's, I still have the scars. I still get lectured, but it's all good. Anyway, the story I want to get to, and this is phenomenal. I would say about two weeks ago, my good friend here, JT, reached out to me and said, hey, you want to go to the NFL draft? So how much are tickets? He said, free. I said, fuck, <laughs> let me run this by the marketing director. See if, I can, see if I can get up there. I get the blessing from the marketing director. We go up there. I meet these wild men in a hotel room. On I was invited for day one of the draft. So you have round one. All the spectacle goes with that. I meet these young guys in the hotel room. Um, Had a few shots of tequila. JT gave me something to eat. Went down there. Some, what I, something to eat kicked in about the walk, walk down there. So it was, it was a really, really fun time. Uh, it's a bucket list item. JT... I know this is something you've been eye fucking for a long time. As soon as they knew you knew they were coming to Cleveland. Talk Sorry. about um the effort going into getting the tickets and just your overall experience from day one.
3: So I was just cruising around in the car and I heard uh Bo Bishop, our fine radio host down here in Cleveland. Um he had a, a radio ad, NFL one pass, free you know, free tickets. I'm like, what the hell? You know, free can't be anything. But Downloaded the app, checked it out, got two tickets, texted my texted a couple buddies. I was like, hey, you know, let's get it going. And uh, you know, we we just uh took over. And then the second night was from uh one of the guys' moms. So it was it was actually really easy. It was download an app, get the tickets, but the experience was Priceless. You know, to have it in Cleveland, right there on the water. Um, uh, beautiful scene. You know, Mother Nature could have been a little kinder. Uh it was a little, little chilly, a little rainy, but we had a little liquid jacket on,
1: so we were good. But the, the one thing that the one thing that amazed me is this is the first big event I've been to. Spring game had twenty thousand people, but in the, over hundred thousand seat stadium didn't feel like that much. This felt like a lot of people, 50,000 people, um, very fans of every team. I think we saw fans of pretty much every team. We were trying to keep track. Yeah. And it was it was it was amazing. Um, they had the NFL draft experience where you get your picture taken with Lombardi trophy. They had helmets for all the teams. Panini had a booth. We didn't quite make it up there. It was a long walk down there. But then you got into the vaccinated zone to where luckily everybody in our group was vaccinated. We have, you know, everybody took the initiative. They're plentiful here in Columbus right now. So all you had to do was basically show your ID and a picture of your vaccine card. And then you got ushered into, I guess, what you would call a roped area, JT, which is close, which was closer to the stage.
3: So we were vaccinated. There was separate security and, you know, I had to go through a security checkpoint again and whatnot. But, yeah, it was uh, first night it was. Like we got paper bracelets when you and I went and then the second mm-hmm. night we were in the same area, but it was like, they were really nice pink, mm. um, drape- so I kept that one as a little memento.
1: And you also got a sticker, the one that Roger Goodell wore on stage, the COVID-19 vaccinated sticker. Uh, we got those. I actually had a theory at the time they were going to be worth money, so I didn't put mine on, but it actually got wrinkled up in my pocket. Uh, it was cold, wet, rainy, um, but it was all good. Those boys had a little more liquid courage than I did. I had to drive back to Columbus that night, so I had to play it safe. Uh, but once you got in the vaccinated zone, like JT said, you got in the roped off area and that was where you got closer to the stage. Now you weren't under the big umbrella, but we could see we could see the ESPN booth. And behind us was actually the ESPN college guys, I, I believe. ABC. They were on ABC. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. that's what my buddy Doug was saying. So the ESPN had their college guys on ABC. Yeah, that, that, that's what we saw. So whenever you're there, it's not quite like it is on TV. So when basically when you're at commercial, you got Michael Irvin out there hyping up the crowd, which is kind of hilarious. Yeah, and, and was, also
3: you know analyzing we don't get, the picks. Yeah, and you know tell, giving a little, what if they take this guy? What if they take this guy? Or what? What do you think of that pick? They kind of they kind of narrow it down sometimes and kind of give a little little preview of who might get picked and stuff. So. A little
1: behind-the-scenes action was cool. The one thing that was, uh, I guess, a little difficult, and this was um, the whole time I was there, it was funny, just the people around us, but when the pick is in, the next team goes on the clock. So when the pick's in, people see that next team on the clock every single time. There was a trade, there was a trade, there was a trade because it's just the order of events. Now, if there was a trade, if the team would say the – so when the Cowboys were on the clock at 10 – clocks going down clocks going down all of a sudden Cowboys turns into Eagles and we don't know what happened there's a TV behind us that ABC feed that JT was referring to that was when we turned around and we would see the trade that was you know a trade happened and then later on you get the trade details uh we were there with 50,000 people i think 48,000 of them were insiders JT is that right yeah Everybody knew. Everybody knew what was going on. Dude, yeah. To the point that course. there was one. There was one guy who said that his son. I don't know how accurate this is, but I'll tell you everything that happened. He told us that his son was in the Cowboys' war room. And then whenever uh, Patrick Sertain got picked at nine, I believe, he said he showed me and Mitt, our buddy Mitch the text. Said, "Fuck, we wanted him. We're about to trade out." And then, and then probably what a minute or two after that, they make the trade with the Eagles. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, what? You yeah. know what I mean? So you never know, but everyone. Yeah. And then about know.
3: about three minutes before the pick was announced, he was like, it's Parsons.
1: Right. So everyone was extremely behaved. It was really fun. Everybody was good vibes. Um, except for one person. There was one. Now, now Barry, you've met me. a Very average built guy, five eleven, one eighty. I was telling JT, kind of built like a bag of milk at my at this age of my life. So, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, it's whatever. I'm not the most biggest guy, but, you know, I'm I'm, I'm r- relatively in shape. But He's, then he wiry. Got JT.
2: He's wiry. He's wiry. Wiry.
1: <laughs> Barry knew when I was a lot younger. He knew when I was like 19, 20, you know, with when I was an athlete. Now I'm old. But JT, obviously, personal trainer, fit, you know what I mean? You've got the videos online to prove it. You need a kettlebell workout, probably a video on his Facebook for that. Yeah, I got a few. He's got a few. That's his business. He's a personal trainer, Right. So, of all the people you want to mess with, somebody picked a personal trainer. JT, go ahead and tell the story.
3: So, where was it? It was probably around pick 21. You know, yeah. it, was, it was getting cold. We're already, you know, we're all freezing. Hungry. Already, you know, yeah. Hungry, freezing, don't want to pay another $14 beer, you know. And uh, this Bill's fan just comes up. And real friendly at first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just talking about the draft, like, what do you think it's going to be? What do you think it's going to be? But as soon as you said something that would, he disagreed with, he would stare at you with drunk, maybe maybe pill, maybe something eyes. And just be like, no, that's not going to happen. The, the flip was He would, he would boun- bounce around because we were like, we're, there were six of us together, but we were kind of in groups of two. And he would bounce around but he kept coming up to me and Eric and you you know, it's still a pandemic and shit. And he's coming up, putting his arms around us and you
1: know, what singing sweet Caroline in our ear. Loud yeah. as
3: Yeah. Oh God. I forgot about that part. I tried to block most of it out, you know, but at one point he just, he looks at me, he's like, you know, do you want to do it? Do you want to, do you want to just go right here? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm just trying to watch the draft, you know? And it got to the, he just kept going, kept going. And it got to the point, if, if we weren't, you know, at the NFL draft, if we were at a normal bar or something, he, he would have gotten clocked, knocked out real quick. But he, he wouldn't stop. And he kept egging on. Egging. He, asked, he asked one of our, my other buddies, Ryan, he said, are you willing to die for that? That's something he said. He was just on another level. And finally, you know, we talked him into going away.
1: I don't I, thank thank the Lord. <laughs> I looked around. I looked back. He was just gone. It was one of the things like, dude, there's like, literally everybody here is having a good time. This isn't like like JT says. Not like it's a bar. It's a closed area. We're literally right in the middle of the draft. That we could not be more in the middle of all the shit, other than being on the stage. Like there's there's people all the way behind us. People all the way in front of us. And basically, once you shuffle your way to an area. You kind of stayed there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like Yeah, we got
3: up on this little like hill area where we
1: mm-hmm. could see down better. And like I was like, you know, somebody would go make a beer run, somebody would go make a food run real quick. You know what I mean? Or real quick. for the most part, we're posted up right there. Had a poor connection on the phones, but once we did get a connection, we're on the phones, we're on Twitter. Like we're there for the draft. You know what I mean? Like we're trying I'm trying to soak in this experience and everyone in our group is too. We had a great group and like other than that little I would say ten minute of awkwardness it was, you know, but yeah, Bill's no Mafia, clar- what are you going to do? So, yeah. um, but my
2: thing is, is he really asked to do, well, like, what was he willing to die for?
1: I have no, draft. It, it, it oh, was yeah. never clarified. No. Nope.
2: Because that's, I mean, that's taking it, like, a step further where it's like, okay, yeah. we might have to fucking
1: end this, dude, real yeah, quick. It, I think one thing he said to me was like, uh, I, you know what, the whole thing, too, is it's my fault. No, oh, well, because, obviously. Because, well, I was making live videos whenever I got a connection. The very first live video I made, I saw he was in the background making a face. And I kind of just shined it on him a little bit. Just, you know, Bills fans. Just him right like it. in. And just, he whooshed right in there. I'm like, yep. fuck. Mm-hmm. Wrong dude. We had yep. lots of friendly yep. conversations with fans of other teams and stuff. It was It was all good vibes the entire time. Other than that, but I'm sure someone from Buzzley that's how we get down to Bill's ball. Yeah. That's how <laughs> yeah, we, we do it.
3: We should have just got him a table and let him knock himself out.
1: You know what I mean? I mean, I was like I kept thinking, like, dude, you are not gonna do well in a fight. Like there's no way, like, the shape this guy's in. Like no. I thought I thought it was a a pain pill situation, because I've seen that before, Barry. I know you have yeah, too. Was it was like, very yeah. mixed with alcohol is very nonsensical, very up and down, very like yeah, it was weird. Other than that. I do want to go through the drafts a little bit. I wanted JT to come on because of all the people I know, like he definitely like follows. And I talked about this on the show last week. Like he doesn't just watch the Talking Heads or read people on Twitter their opinions. Like this motherfuckers out here like watching legit film. So he's going to let you know like what he sees and like it, it, it's good shit. I think he's going to have some great takes. First off, there was no surprise at four, one, Trevor Lawrence. No surprise at two, Zach Wilson. Well, they both JT. Took 10 minutes. But they all took ten minutes, which, which was good because that's when I got went and got beers and stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah. we kind of knew what was going to happen the first two picks. Uh, yeah. Number three, JT, what happens?
3: So, I mean, you know, Barry loves this. I'm I'm Ohio State to the core, and I don't know how you look at Justin Fields and you take you know everybody talked about two games, you know, Indiana Clemson, or I'm sorry indiana and uh, northwestern Mm -hmm. and they said you know he was inconsistent you know tried to force things blah 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 didn't mention at all the fact that he ripped clemson a new asshole he made he was the best quarterback best player on the field that day with trevor lawrence the number one overall pick nobody talked about that it was all it was all the negative things and you know people kept saying he's a first read quarterback he's a first read quarterback but you look at the stats out of the top 8 i think it was they mentioned i forget i think it was pro football focus looked at this there were he had a 78% completion percentage on his third or later read and Trevor Lawrence was like number 7 on the list you know the second place guy was like 73% so mm-hmm that everybody focused on the negatives. He got dragged through the mud. And I think Chicago got a steal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Shout out Sammy Evans and PBW podcast. You guys are going to enjoy him for the next 10 to 12 years. I'll be watching those games. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of them here in Columbus. Uh, Trey Lance, I did not see coming. Everything we heard was Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. Do you think, JT, this question is for you. Do you think that um, the 49ers made that trade knowing that Trey Lance was their guy? And if not, and if not, if they do, why smoke screen everybody? I
3: don't. I mean, that's tough to say. You know, you never know what's going on in those war rooms. But I think you know they smoke screened everybody with Mac Jones because he was the perfect fit for the system. And I got a whole another opinion on Mac Jones,
0: but we'll get there.
3: Yeah. Um. But I don't. You know, they went to both Lance and Fields' second pro day. They didn't go to Fields' first, but they went to a second. And, you know, I I, I don't understand how you take a guy. If you want to call Trey Lance and Justin Fields very close, Justin Fields at least played eight games. You know, Trey Lance played one
2: in the last year.
1: And the competition levels. Your thoughts when you saw the San Francisco 49ers take Trey Lance?
2: Yeah, I'm not an Ohio State fan uh, by no means. But I we've said on here tons that I thought Justin Fields was the best quarterback in the draft. I thought so. Trey Lance, uh never really heard of him. And still haven't seen much of him. I don't I don't see how you can say he's a better quarterback than Justin Fields when Justin Fields, like we said, has played the better competition. He's he's Proven, he's a proven fucking quarterback in my eyes. I don't think uh, Trey Lance is yet. I guess we'll see.
1: We will see. It surprised me yep. too. Um, obviously Kyle Shanahan. Go ahead.
3: If, if Carson Wentz had, you know, taken that twelve games of MVP form and ran with it for four more years, then I could kind of see, okay, North Dakota State connection. You know, that's. That's possible,
1: but Wentz
3: hasn't done that.
1: Draft That's process awesome. is such a funny thing because going into last season, it was clear cut that Justin Fields was number two. Yeah, clear cut. And I, always, when I said this last week. we were coming up with so many issues with Justin Fields. First time I ever heard a baseball player being a detriment to a quarterback. First time I've ever heard that. Um, heard the leadership abilities. Heard to hold on to the ball too long. Heard the first read stuff. Um. I I just, I will just say this. I think it's quite interesting, Q W H I T E, that Mac Jones can have two DUIs. And I didn't really know much about it until I saw a fucking meme. If Justin Fields had two DUIs, oh my goodness. He'd be yeah. a third round quarterback. Yeah. That's just that's it's a shame. It's a shame that certain people get up on certain standards and you know, you know Mac that, Jones that played right. one year for basically an NFL ready team. Exactly. I mean they had six guys go the first fucking round.
3: You got you got a Heisman you got a Heisman Trophy receiver. Hasn't happened in twenty some years. And
1: And he might know, not even be the best receiver on his own team. Exactly. Right. <laughs> well he he got drafted second on his own team. Yeah. You know. Um uh, moving on, uh Atlanta Falcons took Kyle Pitts. Not a big surprise there. Uh there was kind of talk of a quarterback, but you know, we'll we'll see what goes on with him. Going forward, I thought Justin Fields had been a great fit there, being a local boy. Matt Absolutely. Ryan probably is not ready to step down. The one that surprised me, well, it didn't surprise me because we kind of thought it was coming, but as a Browns fan, the Bengals taking Jamar Chase over Penny Sewell. Uh, Barry, I'm going to start with you right here. We talked about Joe Burrow a lot. We, have, we think of him highly on this podcast. Um, we know he has that giant scar on his left knee. Uh, your thoughts when you saw this pick? I, I honestly think that's a Joe Burrow pick. I think
2: he has some pull there. He's their franchise quarterback. Go get my dudes. That's well, I mean well,
1: it's it's a and, good thing Joe Burrow gets some inputting on Aaron fucking Rodgers, but we'll talk about that yeah, later. Well, too. I'm
2: just saying, <laughs> di- di- different yep. GMs, brother, different GMs. But uh, I what they say like Burrow had texted him anyway, said pack your bags.
1: Like prior to the draft and shit. I, I I think down there in Cincinnati they think Joe Burrow walks on water. Um, I think it's he's a phenomenal phenomenal wide receiver. Not looking forward to seeing him twice a year for the next seven eight years, whatever it's gonna be. I bet Miles Garrett was very happy with that pick. To me, it's kind of like they're having their dessert before they're having their fucking meal. Yeah. Yeah. You know they're, they're not they're not building up to it. And that to me like you build a team. I I'm a firm believer and as a Browns fan we've seen this. When you build it from the inside out, you have more continuity and more success. That's, that's better for the system. So we will see. I mean, I'm sure they're highly, highly confident in Burrow. Uh, JT, your thoughts on this?
3: So they're, they're counting on Riley Reef. You know, just cut. And that's their, that's their answer. You know, they, they got Jonah Williams, who, you know, first-round pick two years ago. I think 10th overall right around there
0: mm-hmm.
3: got talent. Um, but he, you know, hasn't, hasn't proven much. So you're, you're counting on a Riley reef to protect somebody who's already torn his knee. And to me, if the, if the bangles were, you know, devoid of wide receivers, you know, I would understand, but they're, you know, Tyler Boyd can make plays. Um, I, I think you got to protect the guy, and
0: i um yeah. I hope you
3: know, as a Browns fan, I hope Greg Newsom can lock him down. You know, at least you know keep him around 60 yards or so.
0: Yeah.
3: But,
1: but I, I don't agree with the pick. Yeah, I didn't see wide receivers a big need for them either, JT. I thought the big need there was on the interior, like, like I just said, and. Yeah. You know, Penny Sewell has been described as somebody with um, Hall of Fame potential, Mm -hmm. and you know now the poor guy got picked at seven. He's about to have Joe Thomas's career in Detroit. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, not sorry, 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 Lions fans, You you got you got you a good one. We we know what it's like to have a Hall of Fame left tackle put shit around him though. So, but I thought this would have been a great fit for the Bengals. It would have been especially in the division they fucking play in. Where you got T J Watt, Miles Garrett, whoever the Ravens throw out there year in, year out. You know what I mean? So that I think I think Mike I think Mike Brown, and we talked about this up the draft, I think there's certain dudes who like make the picks. They just watch college football on Saturdays and they just pick from big name schools and hope to go from there. They you know.
3: Well that's why that's why he let uh that's why he let Burrow make the pick. Like, yeah. Uh, don't they not have a scouting department?
1: They do not have a scout. So correct me if I'm wrong. And I was telling JT this, and it blew his mind. Uh, I believe they do not have a scouting department. I believe they have they they have scouts. I don't think they have like a full like commitment to it. Like they're not like they're not sending somebody out west. They're not sending somebody south. They're not sending somebody east. They're not sending somebody covering the Midwest like normal NFL fucking teams do. They also do not have an indoor practice facility. So great in Ohio.
3: That's
1: a great I idea did.
0: in Ohio. And they're in
1: Ohio, so they actually practice outside the stadium. Barry, I'm sure you've seen it before. They practice yeah. outside the stadium by the river and also have heard about, like, you know how you get, like, the, the Cleveland Browns equipment or I mean, the Nike gear you wear, you see players wear all the time. They have you know, to buy that. I've watched the Bengals ruin
2: many a many a career. You know, I'm not shocked by nothing they do. And I can't see them getting any better. Uh, like you said, you got to worry about protecting Joe Burrow. You can have all the weapons you want, but
1: if if he can't get the ball out, what are they good for? He has potential to be a perennial all-pro quarterback. Yeah. Talent at that position they haven't had. Well, Carson was great, so I'm not going to shit on Carson. Boomer was an MVP in the league. You know, so I, I, I do think that, like, they have that, you know – I, I didn't love the pick for that. If I was a Bengals fan, but all the Bengals fans I've seen that I know being here in Ohio are thrilled with it. Cause he I runs got, a four. I got a few both ways. I got a
3: few both ways. There were a few that were texting me. Fuck that.
0: Mm-hmm. You
3: know, stop trying to be pretty, get somebody on the interior. But yeah, it's, it's definitely mostly in favor of it, which offense sells, but yeah,
1: you be able to get the pass off. And then the draft gets real interesting after that. Barry, as of now, your Giants are sitting at 11. Yeah. Cowboys at 10. Carolina takes J.C. Horn. A little surprising. Not much. I thought that was a good landing spot for Fields. Depending on how they feel about Darnold. Uh, then Sertan goes at 9 to the Broncos. Again, another surprising development. I thought that would have been another great fit for Justin Field or a, a, either of the quarterbacks there. But they went Sertan at 9. So then, the Cowboys, who I guess were eyeballing Sertain, and by this time Barry, you're sitting at eleven. Cowboys are sitting at ten. They obviously don't need a receiver. Um, Jalen Waddles, the only Jalen Waddles, Jamar Chase, are the only receivers off the board. You got Devontae Smith sitting right there. Where, where's your mind at? at I'm, this time? I'm
2: thinking Smith or Parsons. That's one or the other, and
1: I would have rather had Parsons at that time for you for you guys at that pick I would have loved Devontae Smith. I think Jones needs weapons desperately on the outside. I think you guys have a, had a really good defense last year. Now he might be best player available could be Parsons. But
2: well I well, for the Giants to me they sign they spent a shit ton of money on Galladay. They get they got Daniel Jones Galladay. You got Evan Ingram who when healthy is a fucking problem. And you know, they took well, which we'll get to their pick, but that kind of fills the slot. So I'm thinking defense there over a wide receiver. Okay. In my opinion. So anyway, I
3: don't know.
1: I forgot about Kenny Galladay. So I did too. I didn't knowing too. that. Yeah. Um as we as this is happening, the unthinkable fucking happens. Dallas trades out with Philly. They they swap picks. And I believe Dallas got a third rounder. Is that right, JT? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So Philly could jump ahead of the Giants to take, who I guess they thought was going to take Devontae Smith. Yep. Which, to me,
2: uh, I think we must have been. Because yeah. after that they traded they trade completely out. They're down fucking. We're out of the spot. Twenty and but when you're a fucking turncoat motherfucker like the Cowboys and the Eagles, low and their fan bases, <laughs> you do you do shit
1: like that. So so J T just to keep score here, first was uh, Philly tanking for a draft pick, keeping the Giants out of the playoffs. Then they end up trading out of the sixth spot <laughs> back to 12. Right. So then only on draft day, jump ahead of the Giants to take their player. But only that made the trade with the fucking Cowboys. Yeah. The most hated team in the division. How many? The, the Eagles traded three times. Yeah, the Eagles, I believe they swapped that pick with Miami. Six. Miami.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a crazy development, you know. And then you go to eleven. Barry's Giants, straight out. He yep. sees the opportunity to go get live thing, who we we all think is franchise quarterback. Yeah. And uh and they did in the you know, we might briefly touch on the second round, but they did what the Bengals refused to do and they took Tevin Jenkins, a first round talent and, you know, put him on Justin Fields' blind side.
0: Yeah.
1: I thought Chicago did fucking great, you know, and we have a lot of friends that are Bears fans. So we kind of talk about the Bears a little more often than what you'd probably think. And my whole thing with them all year was they're a quarterback away. They're a quarterback away. And maybe, maybe a guy on the outside. You know, yep. to go opposite Allen Robinson. But to me, I love David Montgomery. You know what I mean? I love Allen Robinson. I love the defense, obviously. The only thing they didn't have, to me, was a quarterback. Justin Fields, we'll see what the year one learning curve looks like, obviously, coming yep. out of college. I hate to put too much on, like, he's going to turn this thing around because we just don't see that of rookie quarterbacks that often. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But he's going to give them flashes, and we saw it from our guy in Cleveland and people across the league have seen it flashes his rookie year. let you know that, okay, this is our guy. And then you're, you're going to, I'm telling you you guys got you a good one. You got your winner. You got your composed football player. I've seen this man drag his carcass back on the field, in that Clemson game. I've seen him limp through a Michigan game. I know mean, I'm telling you the the has got heart. He's an athlete, runs a four, four smart kid. Uh, teammates loved him. Never heard a negative thing about him ever here at Ohio state.
3: I never heard a negative thing about him, period, till this draft process started.
1: Yeah, so Sammy, Steve, hey, trust me, I know you think I think I bag on the Bears a lot. Y'all got your good one now. I, I promise you. Yep. Uh, and then Cowboys went ahead and they got Parsons. I love what the Chargers did by taking Slater, protecting their young quarterback blindside, right? Hmm. Yeah. The Jets yep. taking Elijah Vera Tucker. You know, to same, protect, thing. same thing. Same protect thing, protect their young quarterback blindside. Then number fifteen. The Patriots take Mac Jones, who... He looks like a Patriot. You want to talk about being built like a bag of milk? Yep. My goodness. Um, oh, when, he pulled, when he pulled his shirt up at his pro day, he
3: was like, yeah, hey, come on.
1: Division, I mean, but national I think champion. You're
3: right, I think you're right there. You're almost right there with him.
1: Husky Army, right there.
2: Barry. I, I ain't mad at it. But... Um, He's not gonna do any. I, Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones, bust. Sell, sell your cards immediately. Get what you
1: can. I'm excited to search for these guys' cards. By the way, I'm gonna be some
3: Justin Fields cards. I can tell you that.
1: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be a tough find around here in Columbus. Uh, Cardinals took Zayvon Collins, who I wanted for the Browns, didn't think he was going to be there. But the big reach of the first round came at 17 with the Raiders taking Alex Leatherwood, who I heard Bengals fans saying they wanted in the second round. JT, your thoughts when you saw that? I mean,
3: if it was anybody but the Raiders, I would have been shocked. Mm -hmm. Um, John Gruden and Mike Mayock try to be the smartest people in the room and outsmart themselves Yep, a lot of times. And, you know, this is another example. You got, you know... I. I almost guarantee if any of the five quarterbacks were there, they would have traded back. But they're you know, you look who went afterwards. Nobody really worth trading up for. That's they just
2: took their guy.
0: Bear your thoughts.
2: Again, it's a reach. It's a it's a hope. I think that they're the see what we did. That's a, they're drafting to get a fucking pat on the back, in my opinion. Like, see, see, we we can find these diamonds in the rough, you know. Mm-hmm. And like uh, JT said, they're outsmarting themselves. I mean, there's players there that, you know, could have helped right now.
1: Right. And they're, I mean, they're stacked offensive line, but we'll see. Uh, Dolphins took Jalen Phillips. Love what they did in the first round here with Jalen Phillips and Jalen Waddle. I mean, you got freaky athletes, and that's a young team. That's that's great. Um, Phillips,
3: former former. Uh, I'm, I'm big into high school recruiting. Okay. And, uh, he was former number one overall high school recruit.
1: Really? Yeah. You think that helps us draft stock?
3: I, I I don't think it hurts it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's you know the the talent's there. You know he ends up at Miami, and we know we know what they've been. You know the last 15 years,
0: it's right. been kind
3: of middle of the road trying to live off their past laurels, and there's,
1: you know. And playing the same division with the Patriots all them years. Yeah. Getting two L's every year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Washington football team taking Jameen Davis, freaky athlete out of Kentucky. Barry, with the 20th pick, 20th pick, I'm sorry, your beloved New York football giants take wide receiver from Florida, Kadarius Toney. A, a little small.
2: Uh, but extremely explosive. He's a, a very fast. Uh, best in space. You give him some space. Uh, I think we're going to put him at slot. A slot receiver. Uh, I think he's going to catch a lot of uh, Evan Ingram's routes. And I think Ingram's going to kind of be more of a receiver this, a wide receiver this year instead of a tight end. So look for you know Tony to kind of hit a slant, you know slant and goes. I think uh, we're gonna have to scheme to get him in space. And I'm not a, pissed at the pick, but again, um, weapons, offensive weapons.
1: Kenny Galladay, first round receiver, uh, hopefully a healthy Saquon. Evan Ingram, make or break for Dimes this year. It's year three, Barry. I and We agree. just mean me, and, me, 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 and JT just lived through year three. How important it is. It's very important. It's a make or that. break year, man. No excuses.
3: Yep, he's got he's got his weapons and uh he let it ride and yeah. see, if, see if you want that fifth year or not.
1: Uh the Colts got a good one in Quiddy Pay. Me and JT know that from him being in the Big Ten. Um uh, Tennessee Titans got Caleb Farley, Vikings got Christian Dursall. The Steelers drafted Najee Harris, big name at running back for the Steelers. Uh they also just lost their left tackle to the Baltimore Ravens. Um Barry, I'll start with you. Your thoughts on the Steelers taking Najee Harris?
2: I think that was the uh, odds on. I think from the start of the draft, everybody knew they were going. Najee Harris, uh, Connors had a huge, you know, first year or whatever after Le'Veon left. I and then just kind of downhill from there.
1: Injuries, yeah, yeah. And just so, the fact that he's just not like elite talent to me.
2: They're looking for someone to take the heat off of your boy, Big Ben, and kind of maybe help him guide them through the season that's i i honestly think they're they're looking for big ben to manage the game more instead of taking these big shots i don't think he's that kind of guy don't think he can do it but i think they want a run
1: game to kind of take the the pressure off of big ben you gotta have run block and have a run game barry i believe brother yep. jt your
3: thoughts so I I love Najee Harris as a player. He was he was the number one running back coming out of high school, going back to, to high school recruiting. He, he's a freaky talent. And he can, if he gets past that first level, if they give him any run blocking, he's going to make the first person miss, whether it's running him over, jumping over him. He, you know, jumped over a guy. I think it was the SEC title game against Florida. Jumped over a guy, put another guy out. He's a freaky athlete. He's going to be very, very tough to tackle. But again, you do have to run block. So I feel far and away, you know, the Browns have the best offensive line in the division and the best wow. running back.
1: I think we talked about this. My ultimate fear was Justin Fields falling to Pittsburgh. Oh, amen. That was such, or them trading up to getting that was such a fear of mine. But. When he went off the fields, went off the board. That was a obviously a relief. Uh, again, it just to me it goes back to Najee Harris, great player. Uh, a lot of tread left on the tires. Playing on a freaky team in college too. Gotta have run blocking down the NFL. Got to. And these these guys have small windows when they get there. So, I mean, good luck catching. You know, good luck on a, on a swing route. Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> throwing a worm burner at your feet.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, I mean, and to me it just goes back to. I don't believe Roethberger can be an effective quarterback for a 17 game season. Now, nope. Then the one, the pick that really scratched, well, well, another pick that really scratched, scratched my head in the yeah. first round. And I'm not one to question Urban Meyer a lot. You know, my Urban Meyer is my guy.
0: Yeah.
1: Urban Meyer brought us a national championship. Took over the rings down there in Jacksonville. Drafted Trevor Lawrence first overall, but drafted Travis Etienne late in the first round. When they have James Robinson already in the backfield, JT, what are they doing?
3: Uh, I mean, did he already give Trevor the reins like the Bengals did to Burrow? He got. I don't.
1: I, I don't. I, I mean, teammates. who knows? But Urban Meyer called Travis Etienne a good third-down back.
3: Yeah. And uh, Barry, Urban, Urban loves your boy. He said, you know, he's got that Florida connection. But he said that if if Tony would have been there, he would have been the pick which I don't know why you come out and say that afterwards. That's kind of a slap in the face, ETN a little bit, you know, wow. but that that's urban. You know, I've, I've heard, I've heard stories from many
2: people. He's,
3: he's kind yeah. of an arrogant dickhead and he'll say what he absolutely thinks no matter what.
2: Yes, absolutely. He <laughs> is. But I, well, I've, I've heard a rumor about Tebow here. You know, I know Tebow's down there working out and shit, Yeah. but Dave, like from what I heard, and I this could be complete bullshit, but him and Urban, Urban said, "Fucking start working out, be done with the baseball shit, come to fucking, you're, we'll get you in here.
1: Is that true? So
2: they want to make him a tight end. I, nope. I,
1: I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I, I got this one, guys. This is, I got this one. I, got, I have an opinion on this. Okay. Yeah. You want to talk about fucking entitlement. That's exactly what this is. It's who you know and, and, and your relationships you formed up to this point. How many receivers in the uh, tight ends, I'm sorry, in the NFL do not have a job right now? Are not 34 year old dudes who just spent the last however many years playing baseball? If, I'm sorry, if Tim Tebow gets a chance over anybody else, if he even gets brought into camp, it's fucking ridiculous. It's entitlement, it's privilege, it's a name, it's a publicity stunt. He has no business going back to the NFL and trying to play tight end. If you really want to protect your young quarterback that you just drafted, if you really want to progress as a franchise where you just were, you're going to put talent around him to help him. Tim Tebow is not going to fucking help him. He's going to bring a goddamn circus and a spectacle into that locker room that that team does not need right now. They were fucking 1-15 last year. No, they don't need fucking Tim Tebow in there at all. And well, I'm trying to skip Bayless – I'm sorry, Skip Bales, who rides the dick so hard was telling Shannon Sharp that Tim Tebow would be a better blocking tight end than Shannon Sharp was. Oh. He was in the Hall of Fame? Skip Bales actually said that to him. He's a That's... fucking quarterback. He That's wasn't false. even the quarterback, JT.
3: Well, fullback. Right. <laughs> I I'd... mean you think you think of how many how many linebackers, DNs would just Love the opportunity to get faced up across from him,
2: you know, and to eat him alive. Can you imagine Miles Garrett fucking saying, hey, come, come, come fuck with me, uh, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow wants
1: to come lead Bible study. OK, he wants to come speak to the team. He wants to do public appearances for the team. He's a strikingly good looking man who he, he photographs Absolutely. very well. He it reminds me of JT. Yeah, keep I'm it getting get a job in the ever. front office somewhere, some kind of spiritual advisor, tight end. No. It's a fucking he's, slap in the face. He's so. he's going to be on that team. I, you think? <clears throat>
2: sneaking suspicion.
1: That's please, Urban's please boy. Beck, I don't think he's going to be on that team. That's yeah, if Urban's he's on that boy. team, shame on Urban Meyer for having him on that team. Fucking Amen. right. And
2: I'll fucking record this and play it every no, time. No, that's
1: fine. It's fine. Listen, I love... I'm not like... Okay. I'm not like a certain fan base that exists up north of Columbus here. that's going to say whatever, even if they don't fucking believe it. So they just put their guy in good graces. Wrong is wrong, okay? Right. This would be fucking wrong. It's entitlement. It's privilege. It's, and the fact the story even comes out on draft day, fuck Tim Tebow. T. I. But I.
2: It's just too much of a coincidence to me for him to retire from baseball. And then all of a sudden he's in fucking Jaguars camp.
1: Well, like, he's from he, now he's from there.
2: Yeah, but he's he's there. Like he's not just he didn't just show up. Like he got invited. Ponte, I believe
1: from Ponte Vedra, which is right outside of Jacksonville, which yeah, I've actually he, vacations. It's very beautiful. He, he got invited. Like
2: Urban <laughs> brought that motherfucker in. Like I guarantee it. And there's something going on. He might not play a lot, but I think he I think he he ends up on that team.
1: If he I takes really, one really of the 53, do.
2: that's ridiculous. Wow. Well, Tim, Tim Tebow
3: go ahead, retired. Tim, from, go ahead. Tim Tebow retired from baseball because he had 223. Right. In the minors.
2: But he's still getting paid. He's still getting fucking Tim Tebow money. The dude's got a name, and he is fucking, like it or not, in Jacksonville. That motherfucker is a star.
1: Yeah. He He's be a star that steps aside. He's going to anymore. just Look like on.
2: I told you, Big Ben wasn't going to. Tim well, he does not letting go.
1: Listen, ben, ben, Big Ben has a history of not knowing when enough's enough. saying <laughs> this is a this is a this is a pattern in his life. That's okay? fucked up. That's fucked up. But I liked it. <laughs> that was
0: good.
1: That was good. Uh, next up, the Browns pick Greg Newsom the second. Uh, widely celebrating Cleveland, I'm sure you heard the cheers on TV. JT, I'm gonna start with you. Your thoughts. So you had, I think you had me live on Twitter at the
3: time, mm-hmm. and you asked, "Who do you want? Who do you want?" I said Newsom,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and we got our guy. And projected normally between 15 and 20, drops to drops to 26, right in our lap, and you know it, it just strengthens strengthens the back end. Which was the need uh, on the outside there. Opposite, opposite Denzel Ward, you get Greedy Williams insurance. You know, any anything you get from him right now is going to be a blessing. Um, you know, with that nerve issue, who knows if he ever plays again? But you know, they they addressed what they needed to address and got got a steal in doing so. So I was I was extremely pleased. Uh, like you said, we all we all celebrated it. I think we all celebrated the day two pick even more. Get to that in a second.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: A confident, well-coached, smart, young player who comes from a really good program. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald, I'm sure, molded this guy well. He's going to be great in the culture of Cleveland. uh, Opposite of Denzel Ward, in, in a room with Troy Hill, Greedy Williams, Denzel Ward. He's got Josh Johnson, Ronnie Harrison, Grant Delpit behind him. It it's it's they 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 the Browns had a need desperately on defense in general but especially the secondary. We saw Andrews and Dejo, that number 23 just chasing way too many receivers last year. So, to have that uh, issue addressed, but... uh if this if Barry, if this pick pans out like we think it could, They are I I, listen, I've I've done the whole paper champion thing in Cleveland before. I'm cool on that. Andrew Barry's job is to put the best possible team on the field next year he possibly can. I think that he is almost done at succeeding that.
2: I you know, I agree with you. Uh this was uh like you said, you guys needed that. Um the Browns defense was tied with the Cowboys for touchdowns given up over fifteen yards, Mm -hmm. most in the league. Um this dude's a tremendous playmaker, in my opinion. Um, he's very versatile at the corner position, and I, uh, I think he will fit in well. And, and like JT said, he provides you guys more depth mm-hmm. and and what you need back there.
3: Didn't give up a, a third third or fourth down completion last year.
1: That's Hell. incredible. Bank, uh, Ravens made a good pick, I thought. And Rashad Bateman liked him a lot coming out of. That's that fit indeed.
3: That fit a need. I I heard people bouncing him around to the Browns. That to me wasn't in hmm. the cards. Um, you know, and obviously with Newsom there, that was an easy pick. But no, Bateman fits what they need. Um, he can be what uh what Dez Bryant was supposed to be. You know, if he had been there five years earlier.
1: Right. Yeah, I don't think you go into a situation where you're going count on Hollywood Brown as your number one guy. No. Outside of Mark Andrews, who's definitely their number one guy. Yeah. Especially with how Lamar throws.
3: Right. You said ankle passes. Lamar's good for a few of those.
1: Uh, Saints took uh, Peyton Turner. Green Bay Packers took Stokes. Buffalo Bills took Greg Russo. The Ravens, again, uh, they traded up. Took Adafi away. Edge out of Penn State. And the Buccaneers took Joe Tryon. Edge out of uh, Washington. So that was... We left after the Browns pick. And that was actually a mad dash for the doors. We'll when did the
3: second- when did Away change his first name? Because he was always Jason Away in the
1: in the pre-draft process. I have, <laughs> I thought that was more of a JT question. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I, that's the first time I was like a Dafe. All right,
1: uh, Jake uh, Barry, we're gonna jump to you a little bit here first. <clears throat> I believe yes, okay. with the 50th pick in the second round. You guys took an edge from Georgia. You guys took Aziz Ojolari. Yeah, somebody I, who I actually thought was going to go in the first round.
2: I was I was happy with that pick. Uh, some something that we need. Um, I don't think he'll be the leader on defense, but a, a young guy that can come in, learn, and potentially in two or three years, be the fucking heart of that defense. That he is. He's
1: that good. Wow. Very, uh, I to, JT, I think anything? so. Jt, anything on Ojolari?
3: Definitely first round, first round talent. Um, he, I don't know why he dropped that far. Um, I saw, I saw him mock to the Browns a couple times, um, but he's a, uh, he's a stud. It
1: was a very good pick. And then at 52, the Browns traded up. JT, you were super excited. Tell me what happened, brother. So we came into the day. Like you said
3: earlier, the the ABC stage was right behind us, and the playmaker we thought might drop to us would be Rondale Moore. So my buddy Ryan, pretty loud, he yells up to Herbie, he's like, "What are the Browns gonna do at 59? You think they should take Rondale Moore?" And Herbie was like, "He's a stud, man. That'd be a good pick." Rondale Moore goes 48 to the Cardinals. Like, okay, well. J-O-K is still on the board, still got a chance. And uh, we were with another buddy, Chip, Big Panthers fan. So they get on the clock at 52. All of a sudden, I see the stage turn orange. Mm. And I'm like, no, no, uh-uh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? And, and the 30 seconds after the stage started turning, when everybody realized what happened, um, the crowd started chanting J-O-K. J O K. J O K. And you know, it, it was electric. And they, they put the the high school coach up there. He made the pick. And, you know, the place went wild. They started everybody goes nuts. I got it all on video. on my chairs forever. And uh, you know, hopefully hopefully the heart issue isn't, you know, apparently that's why you dropped was the heart issue. Hopefully that's you know, he was cleared by us, and he is a playmaker.
1: And, for, and for, I was going to to elaborate. For Browns fans who aren't familiar, we have a lot of, we call them Ohio players, JT, Browns fans that listen to the show. Tell us what they're getting with JOK. So, first of all, he fits
3: uh, Joe Woods' scheme perfectly. Joe Woods doesn't like the traditional, you know, 4-3. You know, have have three traditional linebackers do this, do that, to where now you got Grant Delpit and uh, John Johnson back there, and you can play. He's like a swing linebacker. He's 220 pounds, hits like a Mack truck, and fly around. He's he's our answer, hopefully, to Lamar Jackson. And that that is huge because in the near future, the Ravens are really all we have to worry about in that division, in my
1: opinion. Right. Barry, your thoughts on that pick? I, I honestly thought this
2: kid was going to be a top 15 pick. I I would, like, you couldn't argue it if, if somebody took him. And then he just kept dropping. And I was like, so, I mean, what a fucking steal. I mean, that late in the second round, what a fucking steal.
3: And, and, and to give up what, they only had to move back, I think, 20 spots.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: They they traded up seven to go get their guy and only moved back twenty spots. Andrew Barry's he's a wizard.
1: Yeah, Andrew Barry. I mean, it was funny, Barry. I got a text from Drew Vance while I was the next night. I was here and it was just like Andrew Barry's a fucking god. Like, yeah, that's that's the kind of thing. And then second round, a couple things that stand out to me: Asante Samuel Jr. Again, I love what the Chargers did in the first two rounds, which is Sean Slater and Samuel Jr. Those two needs for them. I love what they're building, and I got a Herbert rookie, so let's keep building that thing up. Yeah, <laughs> and um, the Buccaneers taking Kyle Trask, JT. I know you were high on Kyle Trask, right?
0: Medium. Uh, Medium.
3: I, I heard to me, I think I think Tri- Kyle Trask can have a better career than Mac Jones. I'll tell you I that. Think-
0: Barry, you're so, an SEC so
3: guy.
1: Get, Go ahead. Go ahead, Barry. So okay, get
3: as, to get him at 64, when Mac Jones went 15, you know, Father Time eventually has to take Tom out. You He's think. undefeated. But, you know, even if you said Trask for two years and groom him under Tom, that's it's a great pick for them.
1: Uh, Barry, you're an SEC guy, big Tennessee volunteer fan. Your thoughts on Kyle Trask to the Buccaneers?
2: And eh, he's okay. Um, something just happened. Eric just had a seizure in his chair. I
1: was, I'm watching baseball. There's a call at second that I didn't love. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: but uh, but uh, you know, again, it's hard to gauge. He d- he doesn't throw a lot of. I haven't mm-hmm. seen him throw a bunch of bombs or no shit like that. You got Kadari- Kadarius Tony, who you can hit with a ten yard slant, and he runs at eighty. Mm-hmm. So. To me, I guess it would be a Jones, question. Mac Jones had
3: Devontae Smith.
2: That's why, right? I, you know, He's, I made the comparison. And again, I don't think you know Mac Jones is going to have that great of a career, if any. Yep. uh yep. So I don't know. I guess we'll see his. I guess his uh, his ability to improve his arm strength is what I'm going to go with, and maybe his uh, his better reads. He had a five to one touchdown interception ratio, but when you're throwing ten yards. It's hard to get picked. Yeah. So we'll see.
1: So Eric Brown flag football offense there. Hey,
2: when you got a speedster like you,
1: I was quarterbacking. No. Oh, no. there was you JT for five. Let him run 70. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving, moving on a little bit from the draft. Uh, first off, before we do any other thoughts on the draft, anything you want to talk about? Either of you guys.
2: Just the, uh, the Packers ability to help Aaron Rodgers.
1: Goodness <laughs> gracious. That's a fucking hell of a segue, Barry You're a veteran. So it came out on draft day that Aaron Rodgers wants out, that the relationship is irreparable. He has disgruntled to the point to where he does not want to be there. In fact, he said that they don't trade him, he will retire. Um Barry, you are living in Wisconsin. I'm sure you're hearing a lot of things on Sports Talk Radio and things like that up there. What the fuck is going on with Aaron Rodgers, a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback?
2: There are a bunch of fucking people here that are all tore up, upset. They don't even want to talk about it. Legitimately don't want to talk about it. And, and they're not mad at Aaron Rodgers. They're mad at the fucking GM. Because... You've had how long to get this guy some help. You know what I mean? I mean, you drafted Devontae Adams. He's turned into a monster. He's turned into a fucking monster. JT.
3: They've drafted one offensive player since 2012 or 13. You know, either one doesn't matter. And that's Jordan yeah. Love.
0: That's incredible.
3: In the first round. Yeah.
2: One. And and that I mean, they haven't even traded for motherfuckers. For him. No. Like this is I'm gonna top two quarterback. It's him and Tom Brady. I mean he's one and two. Pure talent,
3: I think Aaron Rodgers is a top three quarterback ever. Yeah so you know, you you're just talking about ways to throw the ball. He yeah. um, he he's Patrick
2: Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes.
1: He's the best arm talent I've ever seen till Mahomes came along.
2: Yep. So again, why why are you not trying to fucking win? Because he's he's taken some fucking terrible teams to to 15 and one, fourteen and two records, shit like that. But then when they get there, it's you know they sputter out. They don't have anybody to lean on.
1: They don't Evante seem to be Adams. in a hurry. They, they don't seem to be in a hurry to help him for whatever reason. I'm sorry to cut you off, Barry. They don't seem to be in a hurry to help him. It's almost like there's some kind of like human element involved here, where there's like yeah. some kind of a relationship that can't be repaired that involves personal feelings. I think we've all been there, and yeah. I think from the outside looking in, you know, they should be happy to have Aaron Rodgers. There's probably people in that front office that don't like going to work dealing with Aaron Rodgers, and vice versa. You know he may be insult. I mean, I'm sure the uh, we talked about earlier. We joked about Burrow having input. I mean, yeah. in, in this year they drafted a cornerback in the first round, a corner. I mean, the receivers they pass up since 2012 are, has been phenomenal. One, Devonte Adams was a second round pick.
0: Uh-huh. I mean, the they fact get Aaron Jones
1: from? And, and and the thing is, and you got uh, dumb shits like Terry Bradshaw and Warren Moon talking about. First off, Terry Bradshaw can sit all the way the fuck down. All the way to the
0: foot. Oh talking nah, about Aaron Rodgers'
1: footwork. I'm talking about Aaron <laughs> Rodgers' footwork. <laughs> JT he- I said this. You know who good you know who good footworks for? Quarterbacks that don't throw that don't have the arm talent that Aaron Rodgers does. He throws he throws some of his best balls out his back foot. That's, it's it's, it's He has arm talent that his footwork isn't Peyton Manning didn't have great footwork. Brett Favre had terrible footwork. You know, I mean, you can go on and on, not everybody's Drew Brees. You know what I mean? So I, that, that's an insult. And for Terry Bradshaw saying anything like, well, he should just buck up and go. Terry Bradshaw had issues from the Steelers from the moment. He fucking got there. So he can sit all the way the fuck down. Talk about another man's situation like that as we sit here and talk about another man's situation. But. Going on, continue. <laughs> my, but, <laughs> but my thing is, is if you want out of that job. Fucking
2: get him some help. Win some rings and then go, okay, you see what I did. Somebody's going to hire you. Somebody in that front office is going to go. We need that guy.
0: It's like and they're they, going to
2: pay. Mike McCarthy is coaching in Dallas right now because Aaron Rodgers said, "Shut the fuck up. Let me win you a ring and go on." Yep. And that's no. there are people that really believe Mike McCarthy coached that fucking game. That he coached that team.
1: He did not. Um, there's been a lot of rumors about where he could go. ESPN's been doing a couple things. Barry, I know you had something you wanted to ask us. This is inevitable. I've been dreading this the entire fucking show. So just uh, just go ahead and do it.
2: Rumor. the th- What they would give up. Cleveland gives up Baker Mayfield and two first-round picks.
3: And David Njoku, and I believe I saw.
2: And David Njoku. And
1: do you do it? <sighs> JT, you want to go first?
0: <laughs>
1: past the
2: buck.
0: Uh,
2: One of the top 3 of all time, dog.
3: I, I I agree with that. And this team is kind of ready made for it. Um if it was Baker and Won first, I'd probably lean yes. Ooh. I'll be real. But Baker and two first, the way this team is set up, you know, obviously we got a bunch of guys to resign. Um, you know, Chubb, Baker's gotta get extended. And the way the quarterback contracts are going, that's gonna that could cripple us. Um, you know, but but Rogers contract would do the same thing. And then you still have to draft his successor. Which when you're winning, when you're in, you know what we would be doing with Aaron Rodgers to draft his successor.
1: Is- which he loves, by the oh. way, which he loves when he oh, draft his successor.
3: Yeah. yeah. he might <laughs> loves <laughs> you know, he that might- shit. Yeah. He could, he could just bounce as soon as we take his successor. So I, I, le- I say no. Um, with Aaron Rodgers, I think. I think our Super Bowl odds would go to right below the Chiefs. Yeah. Whatever the Chiefs – I think the Chiefs are like four and a half to one, something like that. I think we'd be right below the Chiefs, five to one, six to one. But I I believe in Andrew Barry, and I believe in his ability to maintain competitiveness and hopefully dominance. And
1: that's where I'm at. So to me, you're basically saying – do I want I'll even be generous. Do I want three years of Aaron Rodgers or ten years of Baker Mayfield? With Baker on the rise. With a young coach, with the young on Baker's current contract too, by the way, JT, which I think is a very important thing. You oh, yeah. bring it in
0: That's why ba- you
3: get crippled after, you know, I mean the re signing, that's gonna be the biggest thing.
1: Right. So you think about the money you'd have in Aaron Rodgers, Odell and Miles Garrett alone. Yep. You know what I mean? Which Baker's obviously going to get his Nick Chubb's going to get his. I feel like the, the part of the thing that makes the Browns appealing right now for the public masses to, as a popular sexy pick is it's kind of like the way Seattle was set up with Russell Wilson when they were going to super bowls, he was on that rookie contract and you can spread that money elsewhere. Um, I don't know we, if you – go ahead.
3: That's what we've done, you know, the Jadavian Clowney. Yeah. You know, if if Baker's on a 30, 35 mil, the money's not there to go get him. The money's not there to go get John Johnson. Um, the, this is, you know, this is your window. Right. Which is almost counterproductive to my point.
1: But, but, but part of the window being open like it is now, JT, is because you have um, Baker and Nick Chubb on rookie contracts. That's part of the way the Browns are set up financially right now for the next two years. Part of the appeal of them is they're two of their top players on offense are under those rookie contracts and they're young players. Um, Aaron Rodgers probably threw off the balance of that. Now, you pluck Aaron Rodgers, take Baker out, pluck Aaron Rodgers in, take Njoku out. Yeah, I agree. We are absolute Super Bowl contenders, and there still are certain question marks around Baker. I, if, to we, me, if we it's, get
3: second half Baker, if we get second half Baker for a full year into the playoffs, we almost... I, I know Mahomes is hurt down the stretch, but we we played with the Chiefs.
0: Hey, here's, here's, another, here's, here's,
2: another, here's, here's, here's the question. Here's okay. what I'm asking you guys. Because uh-huh. it I love all the scenarios and yada yada. Do you want three years of a potential dynasty with Aaron Rodgers at the helm, three potential Super Bowl appearances? Because, listen, I've seen this man, and he, fuck, the joy of winning a play, he Corvette, Corvette, he's still Corvette, Corvette, and JT. Right now. Oh, Oh, no doubt. So if they went to the Super Bowl, I might not even talk to him for a month because that's all he's gonna talk about. But there's three potential Super Bowl appearances. Aaron Rodgers has never had an Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry sitting there at his disposal. He's never had a Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt at his disposal. That is fucking dangerous. All right, I would do it. Okay, we got one on board. That's because you're
1: going to the Super (laughs) Bowl probably three times.
2: You're going to the Super Bowl. I love Baker. This
1: isn't a knock on Baker. I love Aaron Rodgers. I've always been an Aaron Rodgers guy. I've loved watching the Packers for years. Big Pat McAfee fan. The fact that Aaron Rodgers on Tuesdays just kind of added to that. Um, as much as I love Baker, it's been fun, and you know we've lived a life with the Browns quarterbacks. Fuck it, I'd push all my chips in the middle of the table, man.
2: And because, like you said, when Baker gets off this rookie deal. The other guys, Chubb, and them come off their rookie deals. That's gonna start breaking apart.
1: That hurts so, to say.
2: Fuck. So, <laughs> well, all I'm saying is, is you got potentially three Super Bowl runs right there. And, is that, and what you got? Is that
3: what's that was left on his deals three.
2: I don't know, but. Who Baker? You, no, uh, Rodgers. I have no well, idea. I was just going off what you said. I was just saying. Started. I was.
1: I was. I was actually thinking two years of Rogers, peak Rogers is what I was thinking. Yeah, I was being generous with three. Because you're going to run... Basically, you're going to run into the Chiefs
2: in the fucking AFC Championship game. And they're getting to the point where their deals are starting to... You know, somebody's going to have to go there. So, I'm just saying, would you rather have three potential Super Bowl appearances with your Browns or one maybe two in the next 10 years with Baker or maybe none cuz that team you know you're giving up somebody when these contracts come up
1: and oh, Aaron Rodgers contract really isn't terrible uh he has two more years well three more years left on this deal it will be the cap hit next year is well I'm sorry cap hit next year is 37 cap hit the year after that is 30 oh, cap hit is 40 and then it goes down to 28 the last year. So 3 years left on his contract.
0: Okay. So so Eric says, "Yeah, he's in." JT. Um If
3: that's what it is,
2: that yeah. That's first? right. I got him. I got him. <laughs> Fuck Baker. He's <laughs> done. It's not.
3: No, it's easier the fuck Baker. I thing. know. I'm just.
2: I'm no, just saying. I'm just no, saying.
3: No, it's not. It's not. I just, I just called the man a top three talented quarterback of all time, and he's still <laughs> playing at that level. <laughs> he just, yeah, he just i won mean, the damn MVP. So. You gotta
2: take. You gotta take that though. I mean, a, a, a potential chance for fucking three straight Super Bowls. That's rare. That's Somebody's got
1: to this podcast saying Eric wants Baker Mayfield out. I know. Yeah. Tech
2: controversy, bank.
1: controversy sells.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, moving on. Three first better. rounders. I
2: know.
1: I know. Jay, what do you say? Real
3: quick, three first rounders. What if they want three?
2: No. Yeah. Too much. I'm right, I'm
1: right there with you. Two's, two. Two's two. I'm shaky on. Two. I'm yeah. shaky
2: on. Two's pushy, but you could you could survive that. That third one. You get his successor knowing he's fucking leaving, and if he's pissed about it, hey, you're retiring. Go out on top, win us a
1: fucking Super Bowl on your way out, and we'll holler at you.
0: Yep.
1: A couple things real quick. I know JT's got to get out of here really soon. Um, Albert Pujols got designated for assignment by the i
3: I'm good, actually. I got covered.
1: You're good? All right. All right. We'll do a couple more things, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Um, All night long, baby. That's how we roll. My wine's getting low, <laughs> well, I gotta go to the garage here soon <laughs> um, Albert Pool hall designated for assignment by the angels today. his last year of a what I believe was a ten year contract that he signed in two thousand and eleven. I guess that would put it
3: that makes me uh, feel old, yeah,
1: for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars um or two hundred fifty million. I'm sorry, yeah, first ballot Hall of Famer Probably well, the great at his peak, probably the greatest right-handed hitter I ever saw. You can talk about Manny, you can talk about Miguel Cabrera, that they're definitely in that conversation. But peak Pujols was a, I mean, I know Mickey won the Triple Crown, but Pujols was in that conversation every single fucking year. Dude was three twenty, three thirty, forty eight home runs, hundred twenty, hundred thirty RBIs, won a World Series. He was a fucking absolute animal. In a time when baseball was coming off the steroid scandal, it was constantly in question for him in the younger part of his career. Um, JT, I'll start with you. You're a big baseball guy. Your thoughts when you saw that today? Shocked. Yeah. You know,
3: and kind of sad, you know, I, baseball's been my love since I was four years old. Growing up, I, you know, I wanted to be a major league baseball player. That was always, you know, the dream. And you the way he did it, the quiet confidence—he would, he would do the—he would pimp his home runs. But it was you—you you just respected his greatness while he did it. Um, you know, I'm looking right here. at The man—he hasn't hit 300 since 2010, but his career average is still 298.
1: Yeah. Dominant, 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 yeah, dominant St. Louis.
3: Absolutely, absolutely dominant. He
0: he was a right-handed... The way he was feared was just incredible.
1: Mhm. Uh, Did you agree with him designating him for assignment, though? You don't see that very often in Major League Baseball. Especially a player of his caliber. No,
3: that. I
1: mean,
3: I don't really know how it works. Can you just cut the guy?
1: So I guess the contract's guaranteed, like we said, because the baseball union is one of the most powerful unions in our country. Um. So I assume he has to clear waivers. He have an option to go to the minor leagues. When you designated for assignment, you have an option to go to the minor leagues or not, or you go to waivers. Um. I would like to see the guy go on his term. He getting
3: claimed. He ain't getting claimed, I can tell you that. Not with that contract.
1: No. No one's picking that up. (laughs) No one's picking that up. I see maybe um, St. Louis signing him for like a day to retire. Maybe get retired as a Cardinal or something like that. Um, didn't, Didn't love it for him. You know, I feel like the team made a commitment. We hear it all the time, right? Player signs the contract, right? Now you have a guy on the last. Year of his career. I mean, I don't know what the Angels are looking like this year at all. I'm watching them right now. Uh, didn't love that for yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, what are they got? What are they? What are they saving the money for? I have no idea. Um, well, I worry about that for the money.
3: They're not saving
1: the money. But again, no. they're not even saving the money. Yeah, what are you trying to rush? Is there a guy in the minor leagues you have to get up right now? It's going to make I mean, a big
3: they're, difference. They're in your fucking season. Got this kid Jared Walsh. Got this kid Jared Walsh who's dudding it up. And they want to get him on the field. They want to get Otani more DH appearances since he's still pitching. Oh yeah. Which he can't stop walking people. He, he just
1: he well he just homered too.
3: There you go.
2: <laughs> but I'm, I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna trust Albert Pujols uh more than some up and coming kid that you know. But can Pujols restructure his contract for a year? You know what I mean?
1: Or, I don't or think does he union, have I don't to, think the union I don't think the union lets him do that? They don't let him do that.
2: But nope. like you guys said, um man in his prime, what a fucking animal. Mm. I mean, like JT said, I he's one of those guys that he's he's respected, but his fanfare, I think, how much he he's underrated in my opinion, just because he didn't talk a bunch of shit. He wasn't braggadocious. He just let his hitting do the talking. So I think 10, 15 years from now is when he's really going to get his love, his due, uh, because that dude was a fucking beast. And he played against the best. He played against the Bonzes. He played against the Juniors. He played against the fucking Mannies, the David Ortizes, the best pitchers. I mean, fucking he dealt with uh, steroided up fucking Clemens and, yeah. you know, all those guys. I mean, he was right there so dominated. and dominated them and juice balls and all that shit and putting shit on the ball. They still couldn't fuck with that dude.
1: So he's, he was a great, yeah, the machine. I mean, you're talking two gold gloves, three MVPs, 10 all-star games, six silver sluggers, I mean, 667 career home runs, like JT said, 298 career average. I mean, it goes on and on and on with his The analytics are fucking phenomenal too, which I know no one here on here cares about, but they're absolutely phenomenal. Are you talking about RBIs, uh, 2,112 career RBIs, 21-year career. The, his average season, you're looking at 37 home runs, 119 RBIs. 298 average absolutely phenomenal player it's unfortunate that like his he had a really griffey-esque career to me and by why that i mean griffey had those 10 years in seattle and then when he went to cincinnati you saw the decline start to happen a lot of trev wasn't not as much trev was left on the tires as they thought i never loved the way baseball contracts were set up the way they hamstring teams like that the way that the tigers paid to cabrera that the angels paid pool Hulse. I feel like it's a contract earned, not a contract they're worthy of. It happens a lot of times in baseball. Yeah. So and then you get situations like this where a guy who's a first bout hall of famer doesn't get to go out of his own accord, which I think is a little bit sad.
2: He could have retired ten years ago and he's first bout hall of famer. That's yeah. the crazy thing. Like JT said, he's only batting two ninety eight right now because he fucking played ten years.
1: His rookie his rookie year hit three twenty nine <laughs> with forty seven home or thirty seven home runs and hundred and thirty RBIs. Never had a 50 home run season. Had a 49 home run season, um, but was over 100 RBIs every year. But his last year in St. Louis, where he had 99. Wow, that's insane. So that's that's freaky, freakish consistency coming from this guy. And I'm talking. This is go the first 10 years of career: 329, 314, 359 batting title. 331, 330, 331, 327, 357, 327, 312. That's how he started his career. And those yeah. numbers were all within a small range, like I just said. You know what I mean? That remarkable <laughs> consistency. Remarkable well, yeah. consistency.
3: Even, even still, as he's declined, you got guys striking out four times a game. You got, you know, the Adam Dunns of the world. These guys hitting for power. They're, they're striking out almost 200 times a year. He has never struck out a hundred times in a year.
1: I I just know that. That's a phenomenal stat. In fact, I'm looking at his third season in baseball where he played 157 games. Uh, He hit 43, 124 RBIs, three average, led the league in 394 total bases, only struck out 65 times on 212 hits. That's, That's freaky. That's getting the bat on. That's barreling up the ball a lot. At the highest level of baseball, you can possibly play. That is incredible. It's a
3: it's a nine percent
1: strikeout rate. And he mm-hmm. won the MVP. Finished second in the MVP that year. To he who? Won the MVP. Yeah, I'd have want to it. see. Bonds. I'd have to see. Oh uh,
2: three,
1: yeah, probably. Yeah, but bonds.
2: And and Bonds is the most feared hitter probably ever. Oh. I mean, yeah. ever. Roy did Bonds is fucking otherworldly. He
3: had
1: what, a 612? I think Roy did Bonds. It was Bonds. Had a it, was bonds. <laughs> it, yeah. it was Bonds. Bonds hit 341 with 45 home runs and 90 RBIs. He walked and he walked 148 times. So look, at, <laughs> look how many, look, look at
2: Bonds' fucking MVP years and see who was second in those years because I'm guessing pull holes finished second a couple times. Yeah. And so take Roy did bonds out and pull holes probably has five or six MVP
1: awards.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Speaking of Barry bonds, who I think is the second greatest living player of all time and a strong argument for first greatest living player of all time. But to me, the greatest living player of all time and one of my favorite players ever to study when I was a kid, the great Willie Mays, his turned godfather. ninety, turned ninety years old. His godfather. Mm-hmm. Well, I say stepfather. No, nah, you said. I just said godfather. <laughs> His godfather, uh, turned ninety years old the other day. The great Willie Mays. Let me just go ahead and run some numbers for you here, Barry. Okay. He had a three hundred career average, six hundred and sixty home runs, nineteen hundred RBIs in three thousand games in twenty two years. He won... Let me see how many MVPs this man won. He did have a four-home run game. He won two MVPs. I was going to say, he's made, there with man on all those guys. Made so. 24 All-Star games. His rookie year was 1951. The Giants went to the World Series that year. He was on deck when Bobby Thompson hit that legendary home run. Made a catch in the 1954 World Series. Ushered the Giants from New York into San Francisco. Played at a... All-star level for years and years and years. The Say Hey Kid, one of my favorite players to ever study. Um, he's the one that taught me, reading his book, that Throwing the Balls in the Outfield JT, you want to bounce them into home plate or second base as opposed to oh. on to fly because the ball picks up speed. Uh, he's the one that taught me that when you steal a base when you're running on first base, uh, if you have a right-handed pitcher, you watch the heels. If he picks up his right heel, he's going to first. Picks up his left heel, he's going to home. Um, and I read that out of his autobiography, *The Say Hey Kid*, which I still read. I've probably read it 200 times in my life. My favorite player in the history of baseball—shout out Jeff. Toon. He uh, he also made the catch. Yes. In the Polo Grounds. <laughs> in the Polo Grounds, yep. which was 480 dead center, 300 down the line. I was gonna say he wasn't making that catch. In today's ball fields. (laughs) No, if he's making that catch today, he's making a catch at probably about the Cavs bench in Quicken Loans Arena. Like that's that's insane to even cover that. I mean, nuts. And he made the he and he made basket catches. Nothing was over his shoulder. It was all right here, uh, which I we're on radio, but right in his chest, underhanded. Where he caught everything. Just a phenomenal player playing the Negro Leagues. I mean, just in that whole transition from the uh, you know, from baseball was to what, what it w- would become with the integration of baseball. He was in the middle of all that. I could go on and on and on. A phenomenal career. Uh, was actually banned from baseball one time. He had an association with a, a casino in the 70s. I don't know if that's not very well known. But ended his career with the Mets. Was on the Mets in 71-72. I believe played in a World Series against the A's. Uh, just a phenomenal, phenomenal story career. Glad to see he's still up and kicking. And shout out Willie Mays, man.
3: Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Respect uh, Respect. one of the greatest.
1: Uh, JT, before we get out of here, why don't you throw, uh, throw, the, throw the Twitter in here. Throw the Twitter handle out there. I'm sorry. And anything else you want to plug? IG, Facebook, card groups. We're going to have you on in a future episode for a big sports card episode. I wanted to get to it this episode, but we had so much we want to talk about that we're going to have you on again in the future if you want to come on. But, yeah, just plug anything you want to plug, man.
3: Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I'll come on anytime. Just let me know. Um, So, on Twitter, it's at JTGLE. Uh, Instagram is J underscore seven in my little more workout videos there. And, uh, if anybody's looking for a card group, we got, we got some card fans out there. Um, heads up sports cards. I got Eric in there recently. Um, a lot of fun in there. It's, it's kind of, you know, there's, there's some great groups to do, you know, real quick but he's kind of more personalized with it. He's got a couple of special shout outs to people and stuff and it's a good time. So heads up sports cards on Facebook. Um, They're on Instagram and uh, YouTube as well, but Facebook's where most of the business goes down. So shout out to them. Uh, Shout out to everybody listening. This is my first time on a podcast. So I uh, hope it was an all right. Listen
1: and excited to do it again. Hopefully. I thought you did great, man. That was a fun. We had a lot of fun. That's one of the longer shows we've done, too. So draft spectacular. Yep. Barry sent us home, brother. Absolutely. Can I give a shout
2: out to Dell Tune though before? Oh no, we... not Dell Tune. Yeah, Fuck, one of the, the <laughs> lost I Toon some shit Boy. for that. Did you? <laughs> yeah. That's fucking a great. Bit, a
1: little
2: bit. That's All great. Time. Shout out to fucking Dell Tune. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Again, follow me on Twitter, at BFrost28. Eric, drop the credentials, sir.
1: You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Um, Just search at Doing the Favor. We are there. We are on Twitter, IG, and TikTok by searching at Doing the Favor. We have a website, doingthefavor.com. Links to all our past episodes, links to all our merch, links to articles. JT, if you ever want to submit a sports article, let us know. We have a website we can post that on. Uh, legwork section was the buy sell trade so let me know i'll probably have a vader going up there soon for a cost plus shipping for somebody lucky out there so just let me know and thank you guys all so much listen support i have a fucking great time doing this and yeah it's thank you thank you jt for coming on as well we really appreciate your knowledge everything you brought to the show definitely added a lot of insight that me i couldn't have brought myself and i really really appreciate that man so thank you no problem appreciate you guys
2: Yep, absolutely. Thank you for coming on, JT. It was uh had a blast. And uh with that, good night and God bless. Yeah. Peace. It goes one, two. 3 into the 4 Erica Barry you're up with ETF and that's for show If you don't come correct you get your ass fold. So take a minute and chill until the next episode Doing the favor always bringing the heat That's why Barry got your girl doing legwork in the sheets My dude Eric holding down for the streets Them Ohio players got their ears to the beat Gotta say that we appreciate the time Whether you're on the job or trying to unwind Just a few more days until we're back live We'll be your lifeline. I know you feel me on the mic with the
1: flavor. Let it marinate in something to savor. We've all so hard, This
0: is a layup. Until the next time, doing the favor. Yeah, doing the favor. Doing the
1: favor. Do uh, doing the favor.
0: Until next time, do me the favor.